Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to... Live, Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Final segment of the day. Uh, I was chatting back and forth with producer Amy in the break, and she let me know that we have uh, a number of fascinating conversations scheduled for tomorrow. We're going to be speaking to some uh, heavy hitters who are right in the middle of the fight against this coronavirus. Uh, in particular, we'll be speaking to United States, uh, United States Attorney John Huber from the District of Utah. Uh, we spoke to him some time ago about some fraud things that were happening. Uh, well, that fraud continues. It turns out there are a number of folks here in Utah and around the country who are looking to exploit the fear that you and I are feeling in the midst of this coronavirus. In fact, uh, the problem is so dire that the Justice Department, under the direction of Attorney General William Barr, uh, they put together uh, a phone number, uh, a Center for Disaster Fraud hotline. In fact, I'll give you that number now, post it up on Facebook and tomorrow. We'll be speaking to the U.S. attorney uh, so he can give us just uh, an understanding of the types of frauds that are being committed against Utahns and Americans around the country. That number, uh, it's the National Center for Disaster Fraud hotline, it is 1-866-720-5721. I'll repeat it, 866-720-5721. And the, the, the plea is if you... Uh, are somehow exposed to fraud like this, if either someone tries to take advantage of you or uh, maybe one of your loved ones lets you know that, oh, they got a phone call from so-and-so who is asking this type of question and that type of question, requesting money to help in this uh, area or that. If that feels like fraud, you call that number, 866-720-5721. Examples of the schemes uh, mentioned by the U.S. Attorney and others in the Justice Department, individuals and businesses selling fake cures, to COVID-19 online or engaging in other forms of fraud. Listen, there are not, there, there are no FDA-approved uh, cures uh, to for this COVID-19. The coronavirus does not yet have a cure. And there are those out there who would claim otherwise. In fact, uh, on this very program... I got pretty uh, upset when I uh, read some warning letters sent by the FDA and the FTC to about seven companies, uh, some of them with Utah Connections, which were claiming to have remedies and treatments for this coronavirus. Colloidal silver type people, they were uh, claiming uh, that that could be used to combat the coronavirus. Well, the FDA disagrees. The FTC disagrees. The U.S. attorney disagrees. And we'll be speaking uh, to that U.S. attorney tomorrow. Additionally, uh, producer Amy, let me know we will be speaking to Mike Lee uh, tomorrow, who continues his work um, 
as a member of the United States Senate, but now uh, doing so from his home here in Utah in isolation uh, after having come in contact with uh, uh, Rand Paul, who has been tested positive uh, for the coronavirus. He, uh, along with Mitt Romney, uh, they were on a chartered flight back from Washington, D.C. last night, chartered plane so that they uh, wouldn't expose anyone else to uh, what they may have been exposed to while coming in contact with Rand Paul. So tomorrow, uh, great stuff. We're going to continue our uh, attention, the attention we're paying to the to the attorney general's race here in the state of Utah. Uh, but while I've got you for the last few moments of today's program, I want to talk to you about two things. One of them is a tweet uh, which was sent by the president uh, late last night. Uh, let me pull it up here, and I want to read it to you verbatim. Uh, it's interesting. It caught my uh, attention, and I thought, is this the right tone? Is this the right thing that uh, should be uh, shared by the, the president right now? And if I'm honest, I don't quite know the answer. And I don't think that we ever will know the answer until and unless this coronavirus is in our rearview mirror. Let me read you the tweet. It came uh, as I was going to bed last night. It said, at uh, Real Donald Trump, in all caps, the president wrote, we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. At the end of the 15-day period, we will make a decision as to which way we want to go. I'll repeat, in all caps, a tweet from the President of the United States. We cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. At the end of the 15-day period, we will make a decision as to which way we want to go. What do you think about that? 57500, that's the text line, 57500. I am very torn because as I look around, as I look at numbers uh, reflected in the Dow, the S&P 500, NASDAQ, those indices, plus other measures of the health of the United States economy, I see terrible, terrible things, nearly unprecedented declines in value. And on a much smaller scale, think about the wait staff at the restaurant you often patronize or some of the uh, folks that you maybe you get massages from time to time. Maybe you have cut back on the number of haircuts you get. <laughs> and how about those gig workers? You know, the, the Uber drivers, Lyft, DoorDash, Grubhub, the independent contractors who are not considered necessarily employees of their parent company and therefore are not entitled to the same unemployment benefits that uh, you or I may uh, be uh, or have at our disposal should uh, the unfortunate befall us. We are on a path uh, to head towards financial ruin of sorts. There will be some who will never recover from this coronavirus financially. And the question to ask is, is the cure worse than the problem itself? Now, I think uh, as a human being, that's a very easy question to answer because the problem itself is measured in a body count. All right. Here in the state of Utah, we have learned, unfortunately, that the coronavirus has claimed its first victim within our state's boundaries. We are lucky in that that number is currently only standing at one. But in places like Italy, and if you turn back the clock a little ways, uh, places like China and South Korea, the body count is numbered in the hundreds and thousands. Is 
this social distancing, is the hand washing, are all of the precautions that you and I are taking uh, keeping that number down? I believe so. I also know, too, uh, that there are folks whose uh, financial lives uh, may be ruined uh, forever. And so uh, while the president's Trump, uh, while the president's tweets are often hyperbolic, as is the case here, as he writes again, we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. At the end of this 15-day period, we will make a decision as to which way we want to go. There is a lot of ambiguity left over in that tweet. At the end of that 15-day period, which is about a week away, uh, what's the decision we have to make? You know, much of what we're facing right now, it's not compulsory. You know, we don't have to be, we don't have to stay in our homes. The governor here in the state of Utah made it very clear that we're not going to be prosecuted with misdemeanor offenses if we're caught in groups of 10 or more. There may be some exceptions to that if the offenses are egregious, say 60 or 70 or 100. But we are choosing to undertake the precautionary acts that, uh, that we are engaged in right now. We're washing our hands, not because of the law, but because we know it's the right thing to do. And if I'm honest, I'm going to continue to do that. I'd invite you to do the same. And I sure hope that we are uh, able to remain in a circumstance where it's our choice to do so and not a compulsory uh, act for fear of prosecution or persecution even. Uh, so there's a lot of unknown throughout this week. We will continue to follow it. We'll find out what the, what the president means after a 15-day period expires. We'll see what that decision uh, we have to make may be. And until then, uh, let's continue following the good advice of the experts in charge.